Justin, and this week we're going to do something a little bit different. I actually just moved, so my computer set up my recording area a little bit, little bit in flux. So what we're going to play this week is a little bit of bonus content. So me, Steve, and James uh, used to record a different podcast that was fantasy football related, but at the end of that fantasy football podcast, we did similar segments like we do on One Random Thing. So I'm going to run a little audio that's going to have two segments. The first segment is an overrated, underrated. We talk about Dunkin' Donuts coffee. We talk about um, rainfall uh, shower heads. So some good talk. And then the last segment is a, is a classic. The, the last segment is a story about my flight to Italy in last October. And uh, this certain individual who had something very interesting in his backpack. So it, it's a <laughs> it's a very, if you haven't heard the story, it's a very interesting experience for me. Uh, clearly, I'm a little bit paranoid. Um, overall, good learning experience for me, but give it a listen. Uh, enjoy the content, and then we'll be back next week with another normal episode of One Random Thing. Uh, the, this next segment I want to try real quick. See how it goes. It's new, uh, overrated, underrated. So, so just something in life. It could be one or the other that you think is overrated, or you think is underrated. For example, uh, I think that rainfall showers are overrated. You know those ones that like rainfall showers. What do you call them? What are, what are they called? I know what you mean. Rain. Do you know what I mean? Rainfall oh, shower. Oh, 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 the shower oh, head. Oh, the shower oh, head. Shower The shower head. Rainfall gotcha. shower heads. Well, well, typically, don't they like? I thought we were going. I thought we were going weather here. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, oh. Sorry. No shower heads. Rainfall shower heads. Overrated. Let me make the case. Generally, I feel like they're praised when you get a hotel and you're like, "Oh, that has a a rainfall shower head." Most people are excited. Well, I'll tell you why I'm not excited. Generally those things have lower water pressure, which is kind of an annoyance, but I could live with. The real problem with the rainfall shower head is the positioning of it. It's directly over top of you. So you get this stream of water that comes straight down, right? And what's actually underrated is the positioning of a normal shower head that comes at you from an angle. It allows you to shower with your back to the to the water and it keeps your head out of the water. So when you want to shampoo yourself, you can just get some shampoo, stay in the water with a normal shower head and put some shampoo in your hair and then lean your head back to rinse it out, right? In a rainfall shower, you can't shampoo your hair. You, you, can't, you can't stay in the water and put shampoo in your hair because you're just getting, your face is getting doused with water. So you have to like take a step out of the shower put shampoo in your hair and then go back into the shower. And 
and then all the the soap runs into your eyes because it's coming like straight down. So I don't know. I I agree I with was, you. I, yeah. No, I think it's a it's a legit takedown of a of a myth that started in you know Hawaii resorts or something where everybody goes and like. <laughs> holy shit you go and it's like it's like you're standing in the rain and then no one no one goes like with the follow-up of like it will like who likes to stand in the rain it's just like a different different sensation then all of a sudden people have convinced themselves because they get home and they spend 150 dollars on a new shower head so it's like yeah it's the best the shower is awesome you know and then they then they're like I will to take care of this. We got to add a jet in the wall, and then that'll spray us in the in the tits. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, yeah. That's that's the whole thing. Yeah. Like, like you, you I think other I, you're really onto something here. We're like, we we really do have like the best shower system. It hits you right in the perfect spot. You can kind of lean your yeah. head. I mean, it you know it depends on your height or whatever. I'm sure tall people have more of a problem, but yeah. Total total myth busted on the on the rainfall shower. I like it because there's there's nothing worse to, than getting out of the water when when you're in the shower, right? Like you need that constant heat coming from the water to keep you warm when you're yeah. showering. Yeah. So okay, that's my that's my overrated underrated. I like it. Um, Do you have one? Yeah. So mine is kind of like an overrated and an underrated. So a. Uh, overrated dunkin donuts do you guys wow. like dunkin it, donuts it's awful dunkin donuts is and, and i i didn't realize this until i was like started to be a fairly regular coffee drinker which i'm not even that regular maybe i'll have like one you know five cups a week or something um dunkin donuts is undrinkable coffee it used i think to be you've good. been on this corner you've been on this corner for a while just but like yeah anyone that like it it just tastes like literally like an ashtray yes all it's right went so steadily downhill yeah maybe that's it, what it is and like they've gotten cheaper because they've like expanded and now they're like a fast food joint but um yeah dunkin donuts yeah. Even their food sucks like you, you can't even get like a decent bagel they do the thing where like oh i want a bagel with cream cheese so they take the bagel they put two pounds of cream cheese on one side and then just press the other side on top so now, like, you take the bagel out, and it's like, oh, I'm in my car. Here's one side that has the imprint or, like, the, the faint impression of cream cheese. And here's another one that has enough cream cheese to, like, sell to little kids on the street. Like, I, I – Dunkin' Donuts, way overrated, especially yeah. with, like, people being like, oh, I got to get my Dunkin' Donuts today. Yeah, don't don't even get me started on on their, their cheese ratio – their their success rate of successfully making me a sandwich without cheese on it, <laughs> like so. Well, I different... found to, to be honest, I've found the people that work at Dunkin' Donuts to be like very polite and nice generally. Yeah, well, they don't. They're 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 one of the lower establishments. When you ask them not to put cheese on their breakfast sandwiches, uh, they're they're. I always have to double check. I always make Rebecca do it when we're on our way to church. We go through the drive-through Dunkin' Donuts, and before I leave, I make her do a cheese check while I while I pay. And they they have a, like a forty percent hit rate. Yikes. Really? Overrated? Yeah. No, oh, they're really bad at it. Oh, I mean, it's also oh, depends on the unsurprising. Out. <laughs> unsurprising. It depends on the it depends on the Dunkin' Donuts. Some are run better than the others, but yeah. Um, All right, so they're overrated, underrated. Dunkin' Donuts, donuts. You know, taking a nice like cake donut. And dunking it into a cup of coffee, 
I don't think that's like really a regular. No one like orders a donut for dessert and like with a cup of coffee. Like I, I would, I want to open a restaurant where like our specialty is the is the after dinner donut. So you can have a nice cup of coffee, a little cake donut, do a little dip. Dunk Dunkin' Donuts underrated. That's my that's my talk. You know, I gotta say, you, you know, you, my my guy, he he tails off like he struggles to get through the football segment. But he's got a wordplay lined up for eleven forty o'clock at night with his overrated, underrated segment. Yeah, I mean, where, how do you feel about that though? I'm right though. Don't, oh, I mean, I, no, I agree with you. Okay. I, I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I mean, I, I anytime I drink my coffee black, so a sweet thing with black coffee is perfect. So like, I will usually get a muffin if I get from Starbucks, or I'll get a pastry from Panera, and I'll combine the two. It's lovely, but you. But if you tell me you put milk, you, you can't dunk it into a milk and cream coffee. You got to drink it black. That would be my only caveat. Well, yeah, I mean it's it's got to be it's got to be a coffee. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. Last segment, people of the world. Um, I'd like to end with my people of the world. So if you guys have any, uh, let me know. I think we'll just we'll just reserve this segment for you. I want to hear you. You were a person of the world for a week. Let let's hear about the people of the world. Okay. Take the stage, buddy. Okay. So, in my people of the world, you would think it'd be somebody in Italy. It was not. It was somebody it was somebody that I encountered on the airport on the way to uh Italy. So, um I think it's fair to say that I'm a, a nervous flyer, you know, that I'm I'm not somebody who enjoys flying. You know, I I tend to I don't know, I tend to, I do this thing where I give backstories to people on the flight, and typically they're backstories where they're going to blow up or do something, you know. They're... Yeah, well, you're really hesitant to say that. You tell that to people? No, in my head, I look at somebody, and if they look suspicious, I get work myself up to think that this person might hijack the plane. So I'm aware. You, I'm write a, you, you, you write a movie in your head, and in that yes. plot of that movie, for some reason, yes. that person is the villain and a plane is involved. That's a good way to put it. So I'm aware that this is probably a diagnosable, you know, uh, mental issue. So, but just keep that as the background for this story. So I've, I do this thing usually where I take my glasses off when I go to a plane where I'm waiting to check in and stuff because then I can't see the people. I can't profile them. Well, this this happened to me. <laughs> so, this is already so, ridiculous. Okay. So we're going to check into our overnight flight. Our flight's at like 1030 or 11 o'clock. And so we get there about two and a half hours early. And we go to Norwegian. There's no online check-in. So everybody who gets on the flight has to go wait in the Norwegian check-in line before security. So me and Rebecca are waiting. We have our stuff to check in. And there's this guy who, like, you know when there's a lot of, like, there's a big line, but there's no one in the line. So, like, this guy kind of cuts underneath the line, and he cuts in front of us. And he was a normal guy. He's probably, like, 50 years old. He had a beard. He had a jacket on, he had shorts, and he had like, he had one backpack, okay? Nothing else, just one backpack, right? So he goes, he goes and he, I hear, I overhear when he's checking in that he's on the same gate as us. So he's on our flight, okay? So I'm like, all right, it's a normal white guy. I don't got to give this guy a backstory, no problem at all. Doesn't check in luggage. All he has is one backpack, okay? 
So we go over to security, me, Rebecca, and this other guy. And there's it's pretty late at night, so there's not like a lot of other people at security. Okay. This guy opens up his bag, okay, and he he shows it to security, and what's in his bag is two giant logs of meat. Okay. Of meat? <laughs> of meat. So like think like a fire log that you'd put in like it's the size of a of a log you'd put in a fire. Okay, two of these bad boys. Okay, uh, what and would the you say thing, the circumference is? Like, is it like a pork I, loin? You know, like your fist? no, 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 no. Like a like a nice log that you would put into a fire. I would say that the the, like the diameter, burner, like a wood burner, or like an open fireplace. Open fireplace. Like these things were eight inches across, like a, and like a yeah, it's like a pork. What leg. animal even has a meat that large? <laughs> Maybe maybe it would be like a three quarter, seventy five percent of that size. It so wasn't that so this thick, guy's but packing it was like a, a, chi, a, a cow thigh. They're very, <laughs> very large pieces of meat. Okay, and Wait, how, I, I have more questions. Pork. I have more questions. How did you know it was meat? Did he say, "Look at these uh, lugs well, of meat"? No, no, they were they were they were vacuum sealed. They were self vacuum sealed. Okay, so it was clear wrapping, and it was bloody meat. It was meat. You saw it. Okay, what kind of backpack? Okay, it was it was it was a normal like school bag. It wasn't like a, like, like a JanSport, like one yeah, pocket. Like, like, yes, like a JanSport. So, so he had two cow legs coming out the sides of a JanSport. <laughs> no, no, they no, they fit in there. Okay, they fit in the. How much of the fine. wine did you have before this this one? None. Okay. All right, sorry. The other things, oh, there's going to be plenty of derailing. The other things that were in this bag were opaque white <laughs> gel ice cooler packs. Okay. All right. Well, that sounds then, like what you would have with two giant logs of meat. You got to keep it cold. Yeah. Okay. And then um, just the saran wrap, just a box of saran wrap. So, but okay. in your head, the opaqueness mattered, right? The opacity. Oh, the opacity. 100%. Now you have no idea and, what's in those. And they bags. were not solid. Yeah. And they were malleable. Now I see. Okay. So here's, so of course this happens to be. So here's my question for you guys. Okay. This man is traveling a direct flight to Italy. I saw him check in to the, to the Norwegian. He did not check a bag. This man is going to a different country with no clothes other than the clothes on his back. And yet he, all he has are these two giant logs of meat and these cooling things. Okay. Mm-hmm. And of course he had an American flag t-shirt on mm-hmm. <laughs> and the American flag t-shirt is like an extra way of like trying to, to fit in, in my mind. Mm-hmm. So, so he goes through security, they scan his meat and they pull, obviously they pull his meat aside to like inspect it. And these guys do this. They're like, they like tap on it and they're like, they look, look at each other and they're like, yeah, all right. And then the guy goes over and he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a, you know, he, he tries to like engage with them a little aggressively, I think. And he's like, yeah, yeah I'm going to go fire these things up. I'm firing them up tomorrow night with the family. Oh, we're going to have a great barbecue, a good cookout. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure you are, dude. Mm-hmm. So, so can you guys come up with a story? Give me a background that this mm-hmm. guy mm-hmm. is traveling to Italy with these meat and no clothes. He lives over there or he has family over there. 
so he's not but he no he he's an american guy american accent yeah. okay and he's just he's just going over there with no clothes i i don't think all that's right. outrageous at all at, steve you would at all at any outrageous at all for this the only thing that gets me is the um the supposed uh customs problem of bringing meat from the US to a EU country. So yeah, so Steve has a little bit of a background of the story because I may have called him mid panic. So yeah, so I received I may have heard the story as it was happening and tried yeah. to tried to talk Justin into getting on okay. the plane. So 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 let me let me bring you But to I the don't story. know Sorry. I don't know I don't know what ultimately came of it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't never yeah. So so okay, so this guy goes through security and and I'm I go and sit down with Rebecca and I'm like I'm like why does this guy have this meat in here? Like what is like what's going on? And I'm like I don't like this is the sketchiest thing ever. And of course he's at our gate. I'm like did, of course he's on my plane. Question: Did he look Italian? No, he just looked like a he just looked like a he just looked like a white guy with like kind of fit, you know, maybe a little Armenian background, you know. Hmm. Um, and, uh, anyways, so I'm sitting there with Rebecca and I'm like, I'm starting to panic. I'm, I'm like, it's like starting. I'm like starting to be like, I don't know. It's like, I, I don't, I, I couldn't, I was trying to give him a story and I was trying to give him a normal story and I couldn't give him one. I couldn't understand why he wouldn't have any clothes with him. So I'm sitting there and, and I'm looking around for the guy and he's nowhere to be found for 25 minutes. He's nowhere to be found. And I, and I go and I go into the bathroom and I like see if he's because it was through security. There was only one hallway and one little circle area for gates. It was a very small part of the airport for international flights. And so I go into the bathroom and I like look underneath the 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 stalls to see if he's like in there, you know, like assembling the bomb or the gun that's in the in the meat that he stored in there. <laughs> that's what's going through my head. Okay, and uh, and. And yeah, so he's not there. So he's gone for like 25 minutes. So I go to Rebecca, like, I have to go talk to the security guard. <laughs> like, I just have to. I don't know. So I go up to the security guard. And I'm just like, Steve, did you uh, talk to him before? Not before this. I have no idea what's about to happen. So I go up to the security guard. And I'm just like, uh, see something, say yeah, something. Man. Yeah, right. <laughs> Say something. I'm just like, listen, man, I know this is gonna sound ridiculous. But I came through security with the guy. He didn't check in a bag. And all he had were these giant things of meat. Okay. And and <laughs> it doesn't it's like it's just, this is why would the guy not have any clothes with him and all he has is the meat? <laughs> And he's like, and this guy's just like, it's like 1130 at night. It's like 11 at night. And he's like, I don't know, man. He's like, people bring the craziest stuff through here, but I assure you it's okay. And I'm like, I'm just not convinced. I'm just really, <laughs> I'm just really not convinced. That Have this you guy found is... the guy at this point? No, I haven't found the guy yet. So we, what, so if like the security guard's like, oh, oh my God, tell me where he is. And you're like, well, I don't know where he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all, of sudden, think about... all of a sudden they're uh, over the loudspeaker. Uh, will the gentleman with the two logs of meat please report to the security desk? <laughs> I didn't know what I wanted to happen because obviously, you know, I don't know. I just it was the only. I didn't see myself getting on the plane. Like I without I, it being I had, resolved. I, 
yeah i went up to i went up to this the the gate and i said oh my wife's pregnant she's like a little bit sick like this this flight flies every 24 hours like do you guys have space on the flight tomorrow and uh they were like oh we're operating the flight for norwegian here's their number you can call them so we had the number so i'm i'm preparing to not take this flight um so the guy shows up he he finally surfaces 30 minutes later and i'm sitting down at one of the gates and i see him just stop in the it's a big circle and he just stops in the middle and he puts his bag down and he just stands there it's probably a heavy bag yeah probably but mid panic you think of worst case scenario and you're like oh well he's about he's standing in the center he's he assembled the meat bomb and he's about to he's about to detonate it so i grab rebecca and i stand behind a pillar now i'm not proud of any of the things that I did oh, this night. I want to preface that. Oh my God. <laughs> I want to preface that. So anyways, well, obviously. What, what is Rebecca doing at this point? Um, She's like a balance of like trying to calm me down and trying to, um, trying to calm me down and trying not to kill me. <laughs> but but also like she missed an opportunity because i asked her i was like give me one explanation as to why this man is traveling with no clothes with the things in his and she's like i don't know she's like, she's like i don't know but i'm not worried about it i'm like yeah like i need a story i need a reason <laughs> right you've never seen anyone travel with no clothes but to a different country yeah i all the time okay well then, I wish I. In fact, I wish I would have traveled with you, because I. I wish you would have called me. I guess I, I assume. So I, I just I've never seen anybody travel with no, no clothes before. So, okay, so. <laughs> where so at this point I like I looked online to see if, you know, you could bring meat into the country, and it said no. It said no raw meat is allowed in Italy. So now I'm just like, oh well, this guy has no plans guy has no intentions of landing this plane because he has no clothes and he can't even bring the meat into the country anyway. Uh, because customs didn't think of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, customs are when you land. Long story short, Whatever. the worst thing that I did was, and, and I go to, I go to the guy sitting down and I, and I have Rebecca sit on the opposite side of him. So I'm looking at Rebecca, but I'm actually looking at the guy's phone to kind of investigate what's going on. And he's just swiping through pictures of his family. Right. And I'm like, Oh my God. Oh, I'm like, Oh my God. He's, he's looking at his family. Say goodbye to his family. Is that the worst thing you did? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> so then what's well, not the worst thing I did. It's just the most crazy thing that I did. So then after the, the swiping through the family, he goes to the calculator and he starts punching in numbers. And again, I am mid panic. I am mid panic attack. Anybody who's had a panic attack, I'm I am at the peak of my panic attack. And and I assume that my my brain just assumes that he's typing in numbers that are in an app that are linked to the meat bomb in his <laughs> Please tell me you tackle him. No, I don't tackle him. I don't know. I don't do anything like that. So, but I do, no, so I grab Rebecca 
and I we rush out of that area into the hallway area where there's extra seats. So if anything, I'm surprised somebody didn't call the cops on me because I'm clearly the schizophrenic, like this this person who's freaking out, like running over, dodging behind pillars, like like obviously staring at this guy's phone and like just why didn't you just I, go up just, to him and be like, hey man, how the hell are you only going to Italy with two things of meat? Like just yeah. just go up well, to him. Well, so yeah. so ultimately I'm sitting in the hallway and I'm like telling Rebecca, like, I can't get on this flight. She's like, All right, well, I'm gonna go talk to him. So Rebecca goes. Thank God for Rebecca. Yeah. Rebecca goes and talks to the guy. And it turns out he has a house in Italy and he has a house in America and his family lives in Italy and he That's has exactly what I would have he said. has clothes there and the, apparently the beef in Italy is not that good so he goes to Costco and gets these giant things of meat and when he goes home it's like a treat to his family uh, and if it, you vacuum seal it you Italy does let you bring it through their customs if it's vacuum sealed um, <laughs> and uh and then, so she talks to the guy, and it just so happens the guy sits in front of me. Like, of course he does. What did she say? She went up to him and was like, so, hi, like, my husband's a nervous traveler. Uh, do you, and, and I, we couldn't help but notice that you have all the meat in your backpack. Like, what's what's that about? And he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, well, my wife. Uh, I was like, and then he went to the story about, you know, the family loving meat and then him having the two houses. And then the guy tells us how to operate the trains, how to get around. Turns out to be the nicest guy in the world. So so you profiled an Italian dude as a terrorist. Yes. <laughs> Pretty much any – it doesn't matter skin color. <laughs> any male over the age of 25, I'm liable to profile as a terrorist. Yeah, man. My suggestion to you is, one, go get a Xanax prescription. So, Two, one, do what I do. And just drink two double margaritas before getting on the plane. Well, You'll be fine. Well, no, no. So so here's here's the moral of the story. I actually took Xanax during this whole encounter. So I have a Xanax Makes prescription. Sense. Yeah. And this is the only time I take Xanax. And by the time Same. I got on the plane, I had taken so much Xanax that like, you know, like I, I was fine. I talked to the guy and I was like, just, I slept the whole plane ride. But... <laughs> Makes sense. But, um, this is fucking nuts. Yeah. So, so, so meat, meat guy. guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, moral of the story with Italian meat guy. Italian meat guy. But, like, <laughs> so, so, Jane, I've talked to other people about this. James, you're obviously a very chill, relaxed traveler. You know, and I, I don't think you're doing credence to us nervous travelers who don't travel as much, who wouldn't think, like, it just didn't make any sense. Why you would travel with Dude, no clothes? I get, I definitely get anxious before getting on a plane. I just get drunk. <laughs> like, that's like legitimately what I do. And sort of, I guess, like Rebecca's approach, or maybe Steve, you too. Like, if I see someone that for some reason my drunk self <laughs> still suspects them of like trying to take down the plane. I'll just approach them and say like, Hey man, what's up? Like, try to get a feel for him. <laughs> ultimately, ultimately I'll end on this note. <laughs> ultimately, I think it was a good thing because I cannot imagine a more ridiculous scenario to happen to me 
mm-hmm. and to be in line with the guy to not check a bag in to then have giant things of meat in his backpack and only meat and have you know no clothes and nothing like that so anytime i see someone in the future like i'll just be like there's got to be a story <laughs> yeah so can i just say that your father owns a deli yeah and is italian yeah but if he went to italy <laughs> he would have it was literally the clothes thing that's what hung me up yeah it was literally because he was he didn't have an italian accent so i just didn't i was like how could this guy live in italy but yeah. I'm not very world, not really a world traveler, <laughs> so I don't know these things. I feel you. I mean, I was there. I, you know, I've I've made a big kind of turnaround. I used to literally cry when I would fly because it was just too anxiety overwhelming, and I didn't take drugs. So I feel you. Now I'm just kind of like, meh. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> I'm actually great with the. I'm actually great with the flying part. Like we were when we were landing, it was like when it was that it was that night. It was really windy. There was like a nor'easter. They called it up here, and like the lady behind me was freaking out because like we were like we had to like stay in the air for an extra thirty minutes because it was too windy to land. And then when we were landing. It was kind of rocky. I was fine. Yeah, I'm fine with the flying part. It's just for whatever reason, I just I don't trust people. I guess yeah. I don't trust strangers. <laughs> That's fair. Well, Italian meat guy, we salute you. In yeah, the hall of, and uh, the, world of, the people of the World Hall of Fame with Chipotle guy. People of the World Hall of Fame with Chipotle guy. Um, you, you do have some good ones, Justin. That, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that was that was nuts. All right, well, um, I think we landed this this plane of of a podcast I, more than smoothly. At, at midnight, we just we're working hard to bring people the content. We're staying up till midnight to do this. So I hope everybody enjoys it. 